Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Feedback and Insights, Shear number 122. We're going to talk about the sixth aspect of intimacy, which is sexual intimacy. And the Hagdama to this is, obviously, we spend several feedbacks already explaining that sexual intimacy is only one aspect of intimacy. And the people who equate intimacy with sex as synonymous is incorrect as we explained in all these feedbacks up to this point. There's a lot more to intimacy than just the sexual connection. But there's no two ways about it. Sex is an important part to marriage. It cannot be ignored. It cannot be neglected. And we go back to that as well. So we need to get the healthy context when we give shiurim on this particular aspect. You need the other five to be very, very strong in order for this one, the sexual intimacy, to have the potential to become exceptional. So the purpose of this shear is to emphasize the importance of all the five aspects we discussed in the prior feedbacks. This shear, and maybe a next shear or whatever it is that we're going to discuss sexual intimacy, cannot be viewed in a vacuum. It has to be in connection with everything else we said here. The more connection that you and your husband, you and your wife make with one another, not just between your body sexually, but between your minds and your hearts and your souls. And the more you will strengthen that way the fabric of your relationship and the more real moments you will experience together and have true shalom bias where the Shekhinah is there. This, what we're discussing today, which we discussed at several points in any shiurim, in the main shiurim, and a lot in the Panimi Shiorim, are not to be listened to in a vacuum. It has to be taken with the whole totality of the whole Shalom bias overall. But this is indeed a very important subject. Sexual intimacy is very important. God created this sexual intimate aspect of a life that's very, very important. It includes a romance of not the secular world romance, but a normal, healthy man-woman connection, initiation, foreplay, and of course the sexual intercourse itself. It's very important in marriage. There's no way to get around that. And we need to learn how to deal with challenges that come up in the sexual intimate connection as rejection or pity sex, meaning you're, you're just having it just to because you have Rachmanis on the other one that's hormonally uh, uh, challenged, so to speak, or lacking the chiyas of it, and so on and so forth. And it is very difficult, very often, with a lot of people, especially people who are brought up in very deep Catholic education, and in some cultures in our Jewish education, where, because especially we need to distance ourselves, and premarital um, sexual experiences are not permitted, and, and, and the Torah only allows sexual activity to take place in a confines of a married couple in a certain parameters, that there's an assumption automatically that sex is something that is dirty, that it's something that shouldn't be enjoyed, that it's only about making babies, pruvu, and nothing else. And a wife hearing this, husband too, but a wife hearing this will have trouble reconciling why is their husband so desiring to have sex and want to be connected that way. And it's a very, very hard wrestle because if you think that it's dirty 
And it goes on the other way around too. Husbands that believe this and their wives want to enjoy it with their husbands, they also have difficulty with it. As much as hormonally male are more sexually inclined, people under those cultures have difficulty with this. And this idea of, 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 of changing the whole mahalach, the 180 degrees from before you're married to the point you're married, to realize that it is a healthy, good thing and a matanam and a shamayim is something that's very important to prepare yourself before you get married as a chassan. Even in the, we explained when we talked about how teenagers should, should, um, handle this type of aspect we discussed it also it should never be viewed as something dirty it needs to be viewed as something that is special that needs to be delayed in order to enjoy it and enhance it in the married life the way it's supposed to be and there's arguments very often about the frequency of it the variety of it the initiation of it the foreplay of it the differences in desires which you talked about many times and we, they, people have difficulty. They don't know how to express themselves sexually. They don't know how to communicate about sex in healthy ways. And they don't know what it, what it means to have a healthy sexual life. And this is where it's important Chinuch comes in and healthy Chassan and Kala teachers and healthy settings to explain what the healthy aspects of these things are. And what's very, very important is, is again, Men need to work on this very, very much. If they had issues with Shmir Seinayim or pornography in the past, they need to uproot it completely and work around it and heal from it and get away from that and be in the mitzvah of And they need to work on this in their whole life so that when they focus it with their wife in the times they're supposed to be connected with each other sexually, it's in good health and healthy. Otherwise, if that is lacking, it's impossible for the wife not to sense it. They'll sense that when they're being used, you just need a warm body here to have sex with. And I, I don't really matter. And it becomes a, a tug of war. You need to have this concept of, yes, we have sexual desires, but I'm blocking it out of my life in every other aspect with every other woman. Again, we don't blame ourselves if machshav has come up or lust comes up. Like automatically, you know, sometimes it happens. We're not blamed. This is a famous, tremendous Yisoyed in the Indian of Shmira Seinayim. We are not blamed at all for the first Re'iya when we initially see something. If it was an Oynes, it came up, or you saw something and you didn't expect to see, and it awakens a certain lust in a person, then not to be blamed for it. We had many Shiorim, especially the earlier when discussing it with the struggles of teens, and it applies to married men too. That's not the issue. The issue is, is that once this does come up, to know how to disengage and to say, Ad Khan, I saw, end of story. It's over. I moved my mind's eyes away. I felt lust. I redirect it now. It's over. That is something that every husband needs to learn on their own internally. Wives too in this generation, believe it or not, had feedback in the volunteer work that I've been doing for 13 years, not just with the two years of this uh, forum, but in other areas as well where it ha- it's been more prevalent, even though it's not stereotypical, that women have these sexual desire issues as well, that they need to learn how to control also and regulate and focus it only in married life. But because of this and because of other things, very often um, you know, wives would pull away 
I'm too tired. I have a headache. I have cramps. I don't feel like it. I have I have to fold laundry or wash dishes. I need to clean up. I don't want the kids to be around. One of the kids need me and so on and so forth. And then finally, when they just get tired of their husbands asking or initiating it, okay, fine, let's have sex. But not being engaged, not being mentally there, not being emotionally there, and just waiting for it to get done and to get over with it, and not to have that spark and that romance in the marriage, and not to have any initiation on the part of the wife and sometimes on the part of the husband, and you know, to just say, let my husband make all the moves and I'm just going to be passive, or let my wife, when she wants it, you know, but I'm going to be passive is not a healthy thing. There, there, there needs to be an initiation and interest on both sides, even though it's uncomfortable for both of you in many cases to talk about it, to deal with it, or to, to, to express what needs to be expressed. But it needs to take a 180 degree shift from something viewed as ugly or as a bidiyeva to something that is a beautiful experience in marriage and that was meant by a Kaddish Baruch Hu to be a beautiful experience in marriage. We don't understand how much this sexual intimacy strengthens the other five. Just like we said on the other five you need in order to have sexual intimacy, we don't comprehend how much sexual intimacy itself can strengthen those other five connections, emotional connection, even spiritual connection, and the benefits of having a healthy, vibrant, constant, uh, continuous sexual and physical connection with one another can go way, way beyond in improving the emotional connection. Regular, normal, healthy, intimate sexual um, contact and experience between a husband and a wife has been linked to living longer, better heart health, lower stress levels, higher self-esteem, and we all want that. And so that is why it is so important to understand and have a healthy understanding of sexuality, of how our bodies work, how uh, husbands on how our own bodies work and how our wives' bodies work. Me, male and female reproductive systems so that you learn in Chastan and Kala classes, which they really, again, after four or five months, to call back a young couple and explain it, to understand these aspects of physical intimacy. And it's not just about the physical sexual intercourse of it, but they need to know how that works too, how arousal impacts a body, how his body, her body, how different touches could create responses, natural lubrication, menstrual cycles, and 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 how that works, and how to engage in with each other in a men- mentally and physically in order to create a healthy sexual response. Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the body with nisim and eflois. The sexuality of a human being is a bracha atzuma, a tremendous bracha. It's not just meant there as an esoyin to get rid of and to eradicate. It's meant there to be used and channeled with one's wife, with one's husband, and it works well in their twenties and thirties. But even when you're in your forties, fifties, and sixties, when your body is worn down somewhat and you're not the same that way. We'll talk about it in future shiur, whether here or in the Panimi shiur, of how one can tremendously have tremendous tainug from their sexual connection, even beyond 50, beyond 60, beyond 70, beyond menopause, if we have the right attitude and mahalach about it, and we learn how to go about it, where you could have it very much enjoyable all your life, and it doesn't end at a particular time. And strengthening your sexual intimacy means also understanding what's going through the mind and heart of your spouse, husband or wife, emotionally. 
what happens in the head has much just as much impact on sexual intimacy as what happens uh, in the you know actual uh, sexual organs what goes on in the mind and in the heart the, if you have worries or anxieties or fears or resentments these all can impact the depth of the sexual sexual intimacy and we need to be aware of all these factors of how to learn how to relax how to learn to be more forgiving how to be more open with one another and it's about living a lifetime adventure in a healthy way for the two of you not just sexually but in all aspects but sexual is part of it and it's only meant for you two for the husband and a wife and and that is really really key we have a tyra baruch hashem but again in the non-secular in the secular world they're trying to educate people. The ones that still have their heads screwed on straight are trying to educate and to explain that when you have these quote-unquote open marriages or swinging affairs with other people or masturbating or porn and all these things, they do not build sexual intimacy between a husband and a wife in marriage. We have a Torah that uh, asserts these things and prohibits these things. Again, not to be mean and vicious or, 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 or controlling, like some want to believe about Orthodox Judaism, but it's meant for our benefit because this is the only way to express it in a healthy way. When you do all these things that the secular world often does, it creates jealousies and insecurities and low self-esteem. And and this is the only path to real, true enjoyment sexually is when you have a husband and wife in a committed relationship, one-on-one monogamy and connecting that way. And that even the secular world, the ones that are still healthy, are trying to express that. And Baruch Hashem, we don't need this because we have a Torah that we listen to regardless, but there's no question that the benefits are there. Already said once before about how uh, secular marriage counselors are amazed and praise the our system of the Nida period and the forced abstentation physically from one another that enhances the physical connection once she goes to the mikveh and becomes ritually pure. And that creates like there, it's a new chuppah and a new marriage and a new honeymoon in a certain level. This is something, these are aspects that many marriage counselors from the secular world said, I wish we would have it. Or this is something that I recommend to couples that are secular, that are not religious whatsoever, to do, to practice in order to heal the sexual aspects of their marriage. And the Torah does it with, we have to do it regardless because this is what the Bayrei Oilam is telling us to do. And we're not doing it necessarily because of the benefits thereof, but there are those, it's Kulay Taiv, and there are benefits thereof. And that's very, very important. Any sexual act that's between a husband and wife is not just for the pleasure of it in the self-centered way. It is in order to deepen the connection with your husband and with your wife. It's not just what they call in English sexual intercourse. It includes a lot of things, how you initiate foreplay, the emotions, and so on and so forth. And it's hinting to each other early, you know, in a, in a, in a way. And all foreplay is not just sexual, it's any action that creates that closeness, that could create ultimately later the physical closeness, is what it is. And then later, in it, you know, when you're together, massages, rubbing each other, and so on and so forth. All these are four plays that are very healthy things, which we're not going to get into right now. 
But the key is that at some point you'll be comfortable with each other. It's important to always feel safe with one another. It's important not to force things on your spouse of their, what they're not comfortable with yet. You need to discuss things first. But it is important, but you need to feel safe and be allowed yourself to be vulnerable and not worried about getting hurt, which means you have to be safe and secure and trustworthy and loyal with one another. When you do this, then it will feel safe to sometimes for a husband or a wife to go beyond their comfort zone sometimes in expressing themselves sexually. That can enhance greatly the the, 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 the sexual experience between the husband and a wife. Now, here is something you could ask a Shaila, whatever it is. Generally, it's only meant to be done by night, not by day. But again, people ask Shailas. They're going on a vacation, husband and wife only. And they have time on their hands, and they're more rested by the day. And many Paiskin will tell them, you know, it's a bias awful, it's dark, it's on, you close the blinds as long as it's snua, it's, it's fine. Most Paiskin will, uh, will say that's fine. In some situations, we have, um, and, and, and then that this is brought up where a wife says, it's easier for me when, I, when, I, when, when I'm, I'm too tired at night and, and later in the evening, and sometimes it's already daybreak already, where that's when I, I, I feel I can be intimate. And most Paiskin will say, in that situation, that is what you're supposed to do. So if you have shyless about this, and again, we're not a halachic authority here. We made that very clear. With certain things, with these things, you need to ask shyless if you're not comfortable with it. But I will tell you, this is something that is you need to ask, and it's worthy of asking the shyla. Because very often, for the sake of shalom bias, when you're on a vacation, or there's scenarios where, even though ideally daytime should be avoided, where sometimes it could enhance shalom bias in some scenarios where it is a healthy thing to do. And if you're uncomfortable because of the halachic point of it, or the erlich point of it, you you you, you speak to a meirei And if a meirei and a paisik or a rav tells you it's okay and it's good, and it's not a problem, then you utilize it. That's called also a muna in Chachamim and in Taira. When they say something is okay, something is okay. So I want you to know that in this year, or when we go into the next year, when I talk about certain things, that you may say that, wait a minute, where you get that you can, can do this, or you're allowed to do this, or whatever it is, it's always with the understanding that you can ask a shaila from a mayor of, is this mutter, is this usr, and so on and so forth, and let them guide you. But not to hide from that. And then when you get a hetter of something, to use it. To use it because for you, very often, that bidi evet is a lekitchila to enhance the shalom bias between the two of you. So that is really something, a very important point to bring out. And we're going to have another share regarding this and continue a little bit to summarize to summarize these um, aspects. But the idea behind it is, again, to remember. To remember to take this shear and any other shear in the main shear or for those of you that are in the Panimi shear that talked specifically and directly about the sexual aspects of the marriage, always, always remember that every shear that just focuses on the sexual experience is not meant to be in a vacuum. It's meant to be taken with the totality of all the types of shiurim brought here, with all types of intimacies, with all types of connections in a marriage relationship. But we do not shy away from discussing these subjects that many shy away from because it is extremely 
key and it is extremely important. And that is really what is important to, to hear and, and to understand and realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you this body to use in a healthy way. And again, there are some isolated situations with isolated um, high people where they are knowing in certain levels of precious in married life. But if you ask most G'dayli Yisrael, most Meirei any type of stringency in the married life between a husband and wife, especially Bizman Azeh, is frowned upon, generally speaking, discouraged, generally speaking, because there needs to be that free and open, warm, enjoyable aspect to the marriage, both to protect for the outside and also to enhance within them the connections between each other. When you do this properly, it enhances the other five intimacies. Just like we said that you need the other five intimacies to get to a healthy sexual intimacy, you need to engage in healthy sexual intimacy in order to open up those aspects. And I want to say, again, for most people, it's the men that have this higher libido sexual interest, but very often it's the women. Whether it's the man or it's the woman, what you need to understand the other party is to understand that when it seems externally that all your husband wants is he wants to have sex with you, all your wife wants is that she wants to have sex with you, and it seems like it's one-sided, and it seems like it's an obsession, or it seems like it's only one-track-minded, you need to really understand that unless they're suffering from some type of addiction or whatever it is, very unlikely, for the most part it is expressing their need towards that emotional connection that they need the physical to get to the emotional. It's very rare that it's a one-dimensional thing, even though they express it that way. It is so important. And again, most of the time, it's important for the wives to understand this when the husbands are really showing a lot of strong sexual interest that very often the wife doesn't feel as much. But very often, it's the reverse as well where a, a wife shows very strong sexual interest and the husband is wondering, like, what's this all about? What do you need all this for? You know, and usually it's the reverse, so they're really puzzled. But the idea being is, is that it really is not a superficial thing. It is not something that's animalistic. Very often it comes from a deep need to, to, to open up their hearts to express themselves emotionally as well and feel loved as well it's not just a matter of a sexual release it's a matter of feeling that love and feeling that connection some need the emotional connection in order to become sexual some need the sexual first in order to feel those emotions and they both parties whichever way you do it needs to work with the other one together and that is the key to work on this together and this could create the beautiful marriage that is meant to be where the shechina is there and we need to sort of uproot that unhealthy look of the sexual aspects. On one hand, not to put it on the pedestal, not to put it as an avaydizara like the secular world does, that says that that's the all-be-all of life, that this is the tachlis of life, the sexual pleasure. That is sick and wrong and destructive. But the flip side of it, to say that it's bad, it has to be pushed away, it's avoided, it's, it's, it's a necessary evil when needed and then avoided like the plague otherwise, is also a very, very unhealthy attitude in a marriage. In a marriage, it needs to be embraced. The healthy balance with all the other five intimacies, with all the five love languages, with all the ten needs we discussed, with all the range of what a marriage is supposed to be, but this aspect is key, extremely important, and beautiful. 
and it's meant to bring bracha into the home. Bracha and atzlacha.